0: My name's Jill Rowe and I'm the Ethos and Formation Director for Oasis here in the UK and I'm also a volunteer on the leadership team of Oasis Church Waterloo. During the last week, I've done something I've never done before. I made some pallet furniture. I scavenged some pallets from street corners and fronts of people's houses. I got five of them together, piled them into my car and I uh, brought them home. Having got them home, I smoothed them off with sandpaper. I painted them, I got some fasteners, I screwed them together. I used an electric drill and an electric screwdriver that I borrowed from a friend. And hey, presto, I've built a garden seat and a table, and even I'm impressed with my work. Why am I telling you about this? It's a good question. The reason is this, in the garden, in the small block of flats where I live, there were only three chairs in our communal garden, and three was not enough. We needed more, so I made more. And built more seats. We'll come back to that in a moment. During August, we're looking at these five eyes that represent the core values of us at Oasis Church. And today I'm going to be spending some time looking about the value of inclusion, which is all connected to me making pallet furniture. Honestly, it is. Inclusion is one of those words that we may use, but perhaps don't always fully appreciate the depth and significance of its meaning and implications. And even today, if we were to scan news reports on the internet or in print, we would find articles that are about the opposite of inclusion, written about migrants crossing the English Channel, where they're described as invaders, not just by journalists, but by politicians sometimes too. Invaders, invaders are the enemy. They are those that come to take what we have. They are those that are different to us. They're those that pose some kind of threat to our way of life. And this language isn't just used of migrants, it's the language we use about those we believe to be wrong. It's the defensive posture we take when our way is challenged by the presence of those who live differently. It's what happens when we other others. Expect you can hear the pattern in the language. It is the language of exclusion. And it's underpinned by this belief that the other is of less value, is unacceptable and is therefore unwelcome. In the film The Terminal, which is based on a true story, Tom Hanks plays this character, Victor Noworski, who finds himself caught in no man's land at JFK Airport in America. During his flight, his country, there's been a coup. It's been annexed from the inside which means his passport and his entry visa to enter the States is no longer valid. He has no right of entry into America. And his encounter with passport control ends with his rejection by a senior official who says these words. You don't qualify for asylum, refugee status, temporary protective status, humanitarian uh, parole or non-immigration work travel. You don't qualify for any of these. You are, at this time, quite simply unacceptable. Unacceptable. Tragically, this belief and this way of behaving still exists among some. Father Gregory Boyle says this, the wrong idea has taken root in the world. And the idea is this, that some people's lives matter less than others. Jesus was big on inclusion. When you read through any of the Gospels, you come across story after story, encounter after encounter of Jesus, not only engaging with those rejected by others, but positively including them. Often this took place around meals. He ate with sinners, a word that was used to describe outsiders, rather than those who had somehow done something to offend God. The shepherds, the first people to be told about the birth of Jesus were called sinners. So Jesus engaged with and included those that others firmly believed were unacceptable. And in Matthew's Gospel, Matthew writes, The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say here he is, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. For Jesus, this reputation he gained pretty much all took place over meals, eating and drinking. Inclusion was about the real life stuff wasn't a discussion or a debate. Inclusion was and is an action. Inclusion wasn't and isn't about tolerance. Tolerance is when we put up with something. But inclusion, inclusion is about eating and drinking and becoming friends and creating space with people. Which gets me back to the pallet garden furniture I made. I made it because there wasn't enough space for everyone. So there needed to be more. Of course, I could have just said it's absolutely fine that there isn't enough for everyone. It's tough luck for those people. And anyway, why is it my job to create more space? Why is it my job to build more seats? Why is it my job to extend the table? Why do I have to spend my time doing the hard work of building and painting and sanding and fixing together? The truth is this that this is the work of inclusion. It's like that, it is hard, it is inconvenient, and sometimes you wish you didn't have to do it, but it's also joyous, and the results are stunning, transforming, life-bringing. Richard Rohr writes this, we don't see things as they are, we see things as we are. We don't see things as they are, we see things as we are. And our discomfort, with the idea of including those we incorrectly believe to be unacceptable is rooted in a fear that there isn't enough of something to go round. It's believing the notion of scarcity. It could also be rooted in a belief that there's this angry God who needs to be constantly pacified, and the way to do that is through our own goodness and perfection, following rules and making sure that others know exactly what those rules are. It's like we think there isn't enough divine love to go round. And when we feel like that we go into protect mode we even have to protect god from being misunderstood and misrepresented we need to keep ourselves and god clean uncontaminated and our greatest weapon in that in that battle is to exclude those who we deem unacceptable but what if all that is wrong what if we have missed the point completely what if binary notions of acceptable and unacceptable are all off key? What if God is love? Love, endless, endless love for everyone, and there's nothing we can do to change that. As I'm filming this talk, if I look this way, I see a wall. It's a barrier. It's a stop. But if I look through this way to the open window outside, I see. Trains and sky and an array of flowers and plants and it's just rained and the smell and there's no barrier, there's no edge, there's no wall to take down. And if I was to actually step out of my flat and to go down there, I would discover so much beauty and so much diversity. Where you stand determines what you see, a wall, a barrier or space and growth. So Paul in his letter to the Romans said, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. Paul is inviting his readers to a change of perspective from the barrier. He's changing. He's invited them to change their thinking, a change of direction. In inclusion is such a change. It's a radical shift. And it ruined Jesus's reputation. With some, not all, but with some. And the accusations? Winebibber, drunkard, glutton, friend of sinners. And it may also ruin us. But for others, for those Jesus ate with, it changed their world. Suddenly they knew they, knew they did matter, that they were not unacceptable, that their lives did count, that they did belong, and that there was more than enough room. In fact, the very presence, their very presence, created more room, greater strength, deeper diversity. And the God colors of the world became brighter and more vibrant because they were present there. Palette furniture, tables, chairs, food, drink, meals, the real stuff, doing life together, creating spaces for friendships to grow. There is more than enough, so much more than enough. So don't conform any longer. the pattern of this world the pattern of us and them and building walls and calling people who are fleeing for their lives invaders do not use holy text to declare unholy decrees but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that god is love love endless endless love so that we will be able to test and approve what god's perfect will is and today may we risk our reputation to be Christ-like, to be known as friends of sinners, of those who are outcast, deemed unacceptable, those who have been rejected. May we commit today to inclusion, to welcome, to knowing that there is more than enough. And if you're someone who has come to believe that you are unacceptable or you are unwelcome, may you today step into a new story of inclusion, embrace participation, And may you find people, people of peace, who show you that who you are, deeply, divinely loved, is the most precious gift you bring to the world.